welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And we are in 1 John chapter 4, looking at verse 4 and 5. And here we're going to see one of the, the more uh, well-known verses out of 1 John. And uh, that is verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 4. So let's go ahead and read and jump right in. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. Okay, so if we back up a little bit from yesterday, these are the verses we looked at here, verse 1 through 3. Um, we are being taught by the Apostle John how to point out and recognize uh, false teachers. Uh, he gave us a couple yesterday, which was, do they confess Jesus as the Christ? Do they confess that he came in the flesh? Which was a really big issue at this point in time as he's writing this, because people are denying that, and they are false teachers. And uh, he calls them antichrist. Are they, are they preaching against the whole idea of a Messiah, as Jesus coming as Messiah? That's a big deal. That's These are big doctrinal things that impact the entirety of the gospel. And so it's a matter it's a matter of life and death, these doctrinal issues. That's why they're so important. That's why John's writing about them this way. Now, verse 4 and 5, he, he describes a little bit more of these antichrists. Not, not the antichrists from Revelation, but those who are anti-against the Messiah, that's what he's calling these people who are teaching false things. They may call themselves Christians. They may say they're believers in Jesus. But what are they teaching about Jesus? That's what's important. Is uh, We need to examine what they are saying about Jesus. And so in verse 4, he says, You have overcome the world, and you are from God. And you have the Holy Spirit working in you to help you discern these things, right? That's the idea of, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And the one who is in the world is, is Satan, for one thing. And the other thing is just um, people who are loving the creation over the creator, as Paul would say in chapter 1 of Romans. Putting, putting the, the created things before the creator himself. And uh, that's... that's a great that is the grave sin, right? That is that is the sin foundation of all sins is when you're loving something else more than you're loving God, because um, that is the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart. And verse five says they are from the world. So he's given us a couple more things here in verse five. So they are from the world, and if they're from the world, it means they're not from God. It means they're not of God. It means they walk in darkness. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They may say some of the Christian terminology, and they may preach some of the Christian doctrines, some of them true, but the ones that are most important and most impactful to our understanding of how one is saved oftentimes are twisted, and they are corrupt, and they are not the gospel at all. So, um, and that's often the way Satan works. Satan's not going to try to just go out and be really upfront in the face of God and get people to deny God, per se. He's way more deceptive than that. He'll get people to use a lot of the Christian terminology and even go to churches. 
and use use terms like um, salvation and redemption and 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 love and 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 Jesus Christ is the Messiah even. But then when it gets down to what's taught about him, he'll encourage the twisting of the truth just enough that it's not the truth anymore. It's a distortion of the truth, and it can and it can uh, fool people very easily if you're not careful, if you're not holding fast to the original teaching that the apostles brought, which is why having God's word is so important and standing firm on God's word and holding fast to it is so important. So he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. The whole idea of this is that they are going to approve of things that the world wants everyone to give approval of, even if God's word rejects it. This is an issue that is definitely going on in the church today. We have many mega churches, big churches, small churches. We have a lot of churches and a lot of, a lot of pastors who they, they say a lot of good doctrinal things, but the world is coaxing them, listen, we want you to accept this even though, even though God's word rejects it, even though God says that it's wrong, even though it's a distortion of the truth. We want you to accept it, and you need to accept it. And many of these leaders in the churches are embracing it and accepting it because they want the approval of the world. They don't want the world and what's popular in the world to look at them and say, oh, you're evil because you're believing what... what what you say is taught in the Bible. We don't think that's what the Bible is teaching. We think you're evil for thinking that. And and um, you're hateful. You're a bigot, right? That's the terms that's being used. You know, when you look in God's word, it's very clear what God says about these things. Yet many of these pastors, what they're doing is they are listening to the world. And then they begin to speak like the world. And then guess what? The world listens to them and the world gives approval. World, world accepts what they're saying then, right? Because they all of a sudden are going along with what the world tells them to say, rather than standing firm on God's word. And that is happening today, and John is describing it right here in verse 5. And so churches, if we've got to determine in our hearts that God's going to come first, that God's word is truth, and that we will stand upon it regardless of what the world thinks about us, or what it says about us, whether or not the world listens to us, right? We've got to remember that the, the way to God, the, the path is narrow, and there are few who find it. And the path to hell is very wide, and it's easily accessible, and there's many who are walking that path. And we've got to remember that passage. Yes, there's a lot of good churches out there with a lot of people going to them, and they are saved, and they are honoring the Lord, but we need to be very careful to think that Everyone is just going to embrace Jesus rightfully because we're never promised that in Scripture. Yes, we've seen growth in the church. Yes, we've seen the gospel spread. People embrace it. But we've also seen a lot of false teaching spread across the world over the last 2,000 years. And a lot of people embracing it. And a lot of people not realizing that it's untruth and it's distorted and they're being fooled into thinking that it is Christianity, that it is loving God when it's really not. Um, we cannot walk both paths, as John says. You cannot love two masters. You're going to hate one and love the other one more. It's always going to happen. You can't have sin in your life, embrace it, 
when God disproves of it and have God. He's not going to be pleased with that. You can't have both. It's one or the other. It's either all in for the glory of God and honor him in all things and everything he says to do, you strive to do it with all your heart. And everything he says not to do, you reject it to the best of your ability with all your heart or you embrace the world in sin. There's no other option. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, at the end of the day, seek first the kingdom of God. Love God with all your heart. Honor him in all that you do. Have a blessed day. Take care. I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Bye.